This episode of Speakers of Heidelin is made possible by our generous patrons. Special thanks to our supreme and master speakers, Omeji Cat Comet, Erisu Yamakawa, Circuit Barakil, Remy Asalia, Arcadia Lunashine, Alex Franco AV, Casey Schaefer, Azuta Starbreeze, Cletus Oreo, Nina Grimstarter, Nat Clay, Lily Black, AJ Brainswordson, Bob CC, Mikta Rapentau, Faris Gentoru, Sapa Chakwatol, Edwin, Umbral Wind, Quick Levin, Winebow Brood, Pamela Isley, Camille Grino, Face on Masher, Elenriel Maximus, Code Red No, Mira Miri, Bay Barbalay, Suno Shikano, Celesto Notrell, Lazy Boy, A Bag of Dragonite, Luke Osborne, Pandalu Storm Arrow, Tex, and Yowie Wowie. Support the show and become a patron today at patreon.com slash speakersxiv. Thank you. This is Speakers of Good evening, Aorcians. Welcome to Speakers of Idlin, episode 249. I'm Lakeel Bravestone, and I'm joined today by your... Hey. We are not in a spoiler <laughs> segment right now. I forgot to turn that off from last week. Uh, let's uh, let's re revert that. It is episode 249. I'm joined by Georgi Wiston, Rolo Des. Hello. Uh, it is, uh, June, God, I can't believe it's June, June 5th, 2021, we have officially entered summer here in the north, uh, I'm assuming you're on your way to winter in the uh, other, uh, in the wrong side of the world. Summer sucks, <laughs> this shit. Um, it's win, it is, it is winter, it's already winter. Yeah, yeah, uh, it is very, very hot up here. Um, it's, well, I mean, I, I should not complain living where I am all the way up here, uh, where I mm -hmm. get flustered when it's 22 degrees Celsius. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, happy June, everyone. This, uh, episode will be going through Zadnor, uh, the story, the system, uh, and our final thoughts on... What is now been concluded in Shadowbringers with an asterisk? We'll get to that uh, during the in the review, uh, and we'll also be reading a interview with Yoshi P by IGN. Um, so it's one of their big interviews. So we of course have to mm -hmm. cover that. We will also read Mogmail today, so don't worry. We will read Mogmail even if it uh, means post show will be a little delayed. So um, don't worry about that. Okay. So speaking of. Stay tuned for the post-show. We'll be reading questions from the Syndicate. And that's that. That's the post-show. <laughs> you know how the post-show works. Uh, in a quick channel update, um, uh, E3 is coming up. Uh, we will be covering uh, the Sunday portion, the Square Enix um, uh, presentation specifically. Uh, that's on Sunday, 9.15pm Central European Time, 8.15 BST, uh, 3.15 uh, Eastern. 
so make sure you catch that. We'll probably be live. We'll be live. We'll most likely be live normal Sunday Funday time, time, but we'll mm -hmm. probably not play Resident Evil. Unfortunately, we'll probably mm. just either hang out in fourteen or something. There's, we're still planning that. It's a bit early uh, yet, but yeah, in two weeks, uh, we'll be covering uh, the Square Enix presentation. All right, uh, that is it. Uh, let's jump into uh, recent events. I really need to put... I don't have a button for recent events intro on my stream deck. I probably should have that uh, by now. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, Final Fantasy XIV is on sale. 60% off. Started on May... <laughs> so, I'm going to address this. Because um, if you watched last week's episode... You know what? Um, last week's episode was... Um, uh, we finally talk about the cup live on air. Last uh, last episode, the chat was behind the live chat overlay, so it was like really annoying because it was like very difficult to read, and that was because mm -hmm. we <laughs> we changed the position of the cup um, so that it would be more directly below Georgi. I know I know it is heresy to acknowledge the cup on air, uh, but I'll I'll make an exception for now. Because uh, every time we load this overlay, it reloads the cup, the whole overlay, and then all the tomes come crashing down. And now they're going to pass directly on top of Georgi's face. Uh, so we hid it behind there, behind our frames, but that unfortunately also hid everything else. Not even like the, even the lower bar, with, which has the subscribers and cheers, disappeared. It's like all behind. So I'm sorry. Um, so you're going to see some tomes falling in front of, yeah, like, mm -hmm. yeah, make so, sure lick them before they fall, Georgi. Yeah, here, the, here they go. There, there it is. Yeah. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> oh. Georgi did the funny, uh, <laughs> off air where he was trying to eat them or lick, th you did, it was. Cursed. Yeah, I did lick them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, getting back to recent events, um. There's a big sale uh, for Final Fantasy XIV for Windows, Mac, PS4, and PS5. Uh, started on May 25th. It ends on June 9th, so it's nearing the end already. Um, it's 60% off. 60%. Um, so if you're currently playing the free trial version of Windows, you'll also be able to purchase the complete edition with a 60% discount from the MOG station. So that's... I mean, if you're on the free trial and you're like, and you obviously like the game, because you there's no situation where you play the free trial and you don't like the game. So you <laughs> you play the trial, you obviously want to buy the game, sixty percent off right now. Strike, strike now. Um, mm -hmm. You can get, get the, all. you can get the complete edition. Usually, uh, normally sixty dollars or fifty nine ninety nine. You can now get it for twenty three ninety nine US. Uh, mm -hmm. um, uh, Shadowbringers Collector's Edition, uh, digital. This is the digital download. Sixty dollars, twenty three ninety nine, uh, and the standard edition you can get for only fifteen ninety nine down from thirty nine ninety nine. So that's oh. a good deal. Um, there you go. Uh, by the time this episode is out, I would assume you only have what day or two. Uh, YouTube. Get on it so right now. You better buy hurry. It. Buy hurry it for up. your friends. Get it for your lovers. Yeah. Your enemies. Get your it. 
frenemies? If you are watching this and you don't have the full game, you probably are wanting to buy the full game. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so there you go. Okay. Um, some okay. So th- on June second, um, the game. A Wednesday. Yeah, the game suddenly just uh, went into emergency maintenance. Um, For a long time, it was going to... It had the standard time, you know, I think it's usually like three hours, like 6 a.m. No, it's like 6 to 11. I don't remember. It it, It didn't raise any big flags. I was like, okay, there's an emergency maintenance. Fine, it happens. But then it was like extended by an hour which has happened multiple times now they're like oh shit we need more time on this um anyways we got the hot fixes uh the list here now um the following adjustments have been made in the following content players will be granted invulnerability for a certain period of time upon being moved immediately into a sealed area where the battle has already commenced the critical engagement, the Battle of Castrum Lacus Litore in the Bosian Southern Front, and the critical engagement, the Daladria in Sadnor. Dalriada. Sorry, I can never read the correct. I, I, I call it the Diarrhea, and I have to fight myself um, every time. Mm. In Sadnor. And Delubrim Regine. So. Um, w- that's a, a weird change. You, you'll get invulnerable. Mm. When moving when you're, to a sealed area. Yeah, moving directly. To, yeah, because so you otherwise you could get... Yeah, you get hit by an AoE. Yeah. <laughs> but how could you move into them if it's already commenced? Well, the, it, you the, get the box. It's like move immediately to sealed area. You click yes. And there's a second where your oh. character is loaded in, but your screen hasn't faded up. So you can't move. Oh, yeah. okay. I thought they meant actually like joining like the, the Castrum or the Dalriada. Oh, right. No, I think no, no, that, no, that no. makes more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Um, also, an issue in the Bosian... Um, so these are I- issues that have been addressed. An issue in the Bosian Southern Front wherein progression of Save the Queen quests caused two iterations of the Resistance Historian NPC to appear on top of each other. Interesting. Mm, a little, yeah. little bit of mitosis. Mm-hmm, yes. <laughs> Uh, an issue in the critical engagement, the Broken Blade in Zadnor, wherein hypertuned Dabog was immobile under certain conditions. Um, okay. I, I haven't seen any of these issues in the game, I'll say that. No, I have not <laughs> I'm yet. sure it's happened. In the time that I've hmm. spent in, we've spent in Zadnor, I don't think we've ever uh, encountered any of these issues. Um, mm-hmm. An issue in the critical engagement, the, the Dalriada in Zadnor, wherein after the battle area is unlocked up, upon defeating, this is Sarvatoire <laughs> the Inferno, attempting to pr- proceed by using an action in which a player is moved across large distances would incapacitate the player. That sounds like a, a so, big problem. So if you used a lodestone to teleport immediately to the starting camp... You would just wake up dead. Yeah, yeah, that's bad. That's funny. <laughs> it's it's especially, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. especially bad in a place where you lose something when you die. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, 
very random, but an issue in the shifting oubliettes of Ligia, wherein the server would crash under certain conditions. That's a bad... Every mm. time there's any condition that will crash a server, uh, is that... Do you think that's related in any way to what happened to some servers the past week? Because I know Light... Possibly. ...went down very yeah. recently. Uh, so, hmm. Interesting. Um, an issue in Amarang, wherein the non-interactable object exit to the greater hold was visible, which does not appear, appear under normal circumstances. Exit to what the, is greater the greater hold? hold. Interesting. I wonder why that... Hmm. I, I don't remember what that is. Was it when after the Thancred instance? Like where we have the oh. little... Have you gone on the cart? I think that's how you get out. Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, maybe so it's like a duty instance thing that showed up in. Uh... I'm sure someone will remind us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, an issue when users were unable to toggle Japanese text input. Yoshi P talked about that in a. This is the PS5 issues. An issue wherein logging out in certain areas and attempting to log in with the same character resulted in the player being stuck on the loading screen. Those two issues fixed so you can hmm. you can log out in those areas and don't have to worry you don't have to worry about your character get disappearing you can live in robber's reach forever now yes 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 um okay uh that's um that's what's happened uh in uh recent uh events um let's talk yoshi p's big interview with ign <sighs> big interview Big. What I like about IGN is that their text is very big. Very big mm. text. Works for baby brain like mine. Uh, all right. Uh, the big interview with Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker director Naoki Yoshida. Naoki Yoshida is known as the man who saved Final Fantasy XIV. As producer and director of Final Fantasy XIV A Realm Reborn, Yoshida oversaw the complete transformation of a game that seemed dead on arrival into one of the most critically acclaimed MMORPGs of all time. While this redemption story will always factor into the telling of Final Fantasy XIV's legend, it's no longer what most fans of the game think about. Instead, all eyes are towards Endwalker, the newest expansion arriving in November this year, which is set to wrap up a nearly decade-long story arc. Okay, I just... This is a bit of a side note, speaking about like the fact that the game's coming to an end and all that. There's a lot... I don't think we've acknowledged this on the podcast, but there's a lot of people jumping from WoW to 14 right now. Yeah. I've already ranted mm -hmm. about this on a stream, but I just want to... I experienced <laughs> it again thing. yesterday. <clears throat> um, so I, I love watching people play through A Realm Reborn. I think it's fun to see how people who are used to a completely different game that treats their story in a very different way uh, interact mm -hmm. with, like, 14. Because 14's story is, like, you know, very... It's good... But we all say a Realm Reborn story is not that great. And that's true compared to everything else. It's not great. <sighs> Please, let the people play the game. Do not... Oh. I was so... I was so frustrated yesterday because they, there's like... Okay, I understand you want to help them, but... When people like show up around them, like they, they, they <laughs> on, on like, you know, they're around them, like they fell around, like there's like just a bunch of people in like topless and wearing like the fucking chicken outfit. Like it's all, everyone's there and they're, you know, it's driving people around. But the, and that's, you know what? 
that's that's for the streamer to decide if they want to ride with people and if they want to be you know uh, you know driven around on mounts that's fine but the chat every time there's a cutscene and this goes with every stream that i've watched everyone goes oh my god those voices are horrible uh i get it we know that the streamer most likely knows that already because you've told them in every cutscene. <laughs> you don't have to say that these voices are bad every time. And then there's the spoiler edging. For God's sakes, do not do that. I know you're looking forward to moments, but you're literally spoiling it for the person that's playing. Do you not I... understand? Imagine if you were playing. And someone was like, oh, if you meet a person and you're like, oh, you'll definitely like this character down the road. It's like, oh, you fucking asshole. What are you doing? Because now that player is like, oh, I need to remember this person. This person's probably important. Don't. Don't do it. You can be nice in chat and you can help them if they ask, you know. So, And sometimes, you know, if you're playing the game. And I'm sure this is not just a thing. I'm sorry, this is turning into rant hour. I just have to get this out. This is so That's annoying. That's okay. Do the soapbox. So when, uh, so when, um, <sighs> I forgot what I was saying. I forgot what I was saying. Okay, maybe <laughs> maybe it's fine. Maybe I can just move on. But it was it was very it's very frustrating. Oh yeah, sorry. Sometimes when the pl the the player, um, you know, learns something about the lore they will ask questions, right? That doesn't mean you have to answer it. <laughs> if they go like, ah, oh, so that person is probably that. Don't go, yeah. Don't go, yeah, that's right. Um, actually, this and that and what. And then you're like, okay, thank you. Uh, spoiled that for me. Thank you very much. How can, many, this was, sounds like you watch a lot of streams. I do. Very, because I've been editing and I've thought, okay, you know what? Mm. I'm going to, because I know that there's a lot of people joining 14 now and I see them all the time when I'm like, you know, uh, editing. So uh, I, yeah, it was every time. And I'm like, oh, and I kind of do it now just to see if I can find, like, see if there's a pattern. And it's the same pattern in every fucking stream. So calm down. You don't have to tell. When you enter, when you watch a stream of someone playing 14 and there's a voiced cutscene and you go, oh, I forgot how bad the voices were. You don't have to say that in chat because that's already been said by a thousand people before you. <laughs> you do, every, it's getting old. All right. Okay. Yeah. Some people, right, I did I watch say, a couple of streams that they just had emotes only on and that was a good I'll choice. Say, I have two things to say about that. One some people wouldn't care about spoilers. They'll normally say that, though. And two, the people that need to hear this are not watching this. I know. I know. <laughs> you don't know that. Well, maybe they'll stumble upon it. Maybe they'll be like, yeah. maybe someone clips this. And they're like, I mean, oh, these people don't like when people spoil them. All right, okay. Um, right. <laughs> uh, what I'm saying, no, I'm specifically saying that this is people where the, the player is literally going, don't spoil chat. And chat's like, oops, sorry. And then like, I, I didn't mean to. Actually, this is not a spoiler. Like, I'm trying to like defend themselves. Like, oh, fuck off. All right. Anyways, um, I'm coming back in. I'm coming back in now. Uh, yeah, work your way back. We're a nice community. That's not what I'm I'm not saying that this is bad. This is, 
it's just we're trying to be we're too we love we love watching new players play the game so much that we kind of ruin it sometimes so mm. think about that okay uh, right, uh, back to the interview. <laughs> uh, IGN spoke with Yoshida after the annual Final Fantasy Fan Fest, and in a nearly hour annual. long... Oh yeah, it says annual. It's... okay. Wrong. Uh, and in, nearly, uh, in a nearly hour-long conversation, we learned uh, why it's easier than ever to get started with Final Fantasy XIV, as well as what enhancements players who start the game on PlayStation 5 will see over the past console versions. Um, have you played the free trial? Oh, huh? Oh, <laughs> they're referencing the meme? It's, it's a, uh, yes. Have you played the free trial of Final Fantasy XIV? With every expansion, the chorus around Square Enix's MMORPG grows stronger, and with such a seismic expansion on the horizon, there's never been a better time to jump in. There's a popular meme about how Final Fantasy XIV acolytes will convince friends to pick up the game because the free trial now includes all the content up the critically acclaimed expansion, Heavensward. But anyone who's seen the no-clip documentary on Final Fantasy XIV knows the MMO was designed for both players who enjoy MMORPGs as well as fans who might enjoy single-player Final Fantasy uh, games. Uh, I mentioned this with every expansion, but we would love to have everybody play Final Fantasy XIV from the beginning, from A Realm Reborn, Yoshida says. As long as you are focusing on going through the main scenario quests, you should be able to relatively smoothly level your character and obtain the necessary gear that you need to progress through the story. That's another thing. Because I've watched so many people play through A Realm Reborn... Re well, I make it sound like I've watched a lot. I've maybe watched three or four people. But the... the A Realm Reborn, even after the reduction, it's still a little rough. It, there's a lot mm. of talking when they shouldn't. You know, there's a lot of empty word like sentences. They're like... The, so here's an example. Minfilia goes... Ah, you should go bring up, bring this crystal, and then suddenly cut to Thancred. Yes, you should. Cut to Papalimo. Yes, I agree. And Ida goes, Yes, I agree. Like there's a lot of that, and it's just these awkward mm. pauses. I they I don't know. I don't know if they can fix it anymore, but it, there's a lot of that. Um, okay. I mean, I don't think they changed any of the voice. No, cut they didn't. Scenes, unfortunately, they should have. I mean, as much <laughs> as I hate people going. Oh, I forgot how bad the voices are. I mean, they're right. The voice actors, except for like, you know, Merle Webb. She's pretty good in A Realm Reborn compared to like I think, all the others. <laughs> I think Merle Webb, I think Yishtola, and I think Urianje are all fine. Yeah, yeah Urianje is fine, but you'd be, if you go back and listen to Urianje in A Realm Reborn, he speaks very slowly. Like he's very he slow. Um, yeah, so there you go. Um, okay, um, Yoshida compare, uh, compares playing through A Realm Reborn and its subsequent expansions, which currently includes Heavensward, Stormblood, and Shadowbringers, to binge-watching a TV drama. Every interview. And escape the TV. Every Reset interview. the clock. <laughs> <laughs> we do our best to make it as stress-free as possible for players to get through from the beginning to the latest content, Yoshida explains, adding that he thinks catching up on Final Fantasy XIV is easier than trying to watch all eight seasons of Game of Thrones in one sitting. I, mean, I, I don't think it's necessarily... If you're doing the Final Fantasy XIV thing in one sitting, 
Mm. I don't think either of them is easy. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so de- who's catching yeah. up with Game of Thrones? <laughs> A lot of people probably people probably do there. that. Yeah. Spoilers. It's bad from the start. There you go. That is the hottest, worst take I have ever (laughs) heard. Rollo, there's a reason Game of Thrones (laughs) is one of the biggest TV shows in recent history. Listen, Uh, just because it's popular doesn't mean it's good. That's true. That's true. There's a lot of shows that are very popular that I disagree in terms of quality. Yeah. Friends. Uh, Okay. Be quiet. I can't disagree with you there. I've never seen Friends. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, um, okay. Uh, developing Endwalker's two new classes. Endwalker will introduce two new playable classes, as is now customary for every new expansion. For the next chapter, the two new classes are the damage-dealing Reaper and the healer class, Sage. The Reaper class is a melee DPS class that wields a large scythe and can summon a dark avatar or, or spirit to help them deal damage while the Sage class uses flying machines to heal allies and attack enemies. According to Yoshida, discussions about new classes typically start with the weapons each class will use, as that equipment directly ties into the gameplay experience. A scythe was something players have been requesting for some time, and from that request, the developers came up with a Reaper class fairly easily. There was a lot of fan feedback about a character that can wield a scythe, a very large scythe, in the North America and Europe regions, and they were... Excited for something like that for a number of years, actually, Yoshida reveals. So the idea for the Reaper was developed pretty smoothly, I think. North America and Europe wanted the Scythe wielder class, apparently. Mm, do you? Th- I mean, Scythe like Grim Reapers are not like a, a like conceptually are different in Japan. So I can understand that. They know what a Scythe wielding class is, though. They had a Dark Knight. In I mean, they know what a Scythe wielding class, but they might not have the same like societal intrigue in that idea yeah i thought i was always thought the reason people wanted the scythe wielder was because of 11 because of 11's dark knight i there was a lot of disappointment when dark knight came out and it didn't have a scythe um Mm -hmm. so uh yeah that's what i thought it was but i don't know uh, one class suggestions from the community for a new healer was alchemist which proved harder to conceptualize we already yeah first of all because we already have alchemist. <laughs> kind of have it. I think this might be a mistranslation. Might be chemist. Uh, mm-hmm. So, because ke- chemist, I don't, we know. I mean, I always wanted a chemist. Um, we were having to rack our brains on the sage idea, Yoshida explains. Of course, there were ideas about like, oh, bring over alchemist and things like chemist and things like that. And then we thought about, okay, so what if we used chemist? What kind of weapon would they wield? Initial ideas involved some kind of medical kit. But Yoshida says having such a science-based weapon for a magic wielder would be weird. The developers also thought having a class that throws potions at people was very difficult to fit into the battle systems. Yeah, that's funny because that is stuff we like we we talked about it like yeah they should throw like potions at yeah. people and yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. Didn't really think about how that would work. Um, Rejected. We're not good at this. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, instead, the developers started with blank, a blank slate for the healer role. Uh, uh, ideating? Ideating? How do you say that? Ideating? I've never seen that word in my life. Uh, ideating, know. yeah. Ideating different weapons. Someone on the team suggested floating orbs players can wield, which then shifted into projectiles or healing missiles. <laughs> healing missiles? 
<laughs> this eventually led to the Sage's flying weapons, which opened up new gameplay mechanics and visual experiences. When these floating weapons sheathe, they also sheathe into the player's back, which looks very sci-fi, but still very magical. Perfect for Final Fantasy XIV's aesthetic. All in all, Yoshida says development for the Reaper class took about three months from conception to fleshing out, while development of Sage took half a year. I believe I can that by that. looking at it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, not to say that Reaper is, like, boring, but, like, you look at it and you get it. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, like, Sage is definitely a bit more <clears throat> unique. I think... And, yeah, I think they may have spent the extra. I think it might have been even faster to develop Reaper if they didn't choose to add the Avatar to it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, yeah. There you go. You, Reaper, the Reaper class sort of makes itself when you yeah. <laughs> you have the <laughs> weapon. Uh, okay, so uh, Final Fantasy XIV receives a huge boost from PS5. Final Fantasy XIV. So. It's already been released on the PS5, and PS5 players will find the experience will be far, far improved on Sony's newest console. Well, it's, there's been some speed bumps. Uh, with the PS5, <laughs> one of the key features of it, and especially since Final Fantasy XIV is an MMO, the rendering of multiple characters on screen, literally hundreds of characters being on screen, being able to render all that, all that quickly is definitely a plus. The memory required to process that many characters each with their own unique outfits and gear is immense, but the PlayStation 5 can render everything quickly, all without dropping frame rate or resolution. This is apparently disputed quite heavily by PS5 players. I have seen mm -hmm. there are some optimization issues. It's not because the PS5 isn't able to do it, but the 14 doesn't seem like it has been as well optimized yet as we first thought. I've seen some examples uh, of uh, some uh, pretty choppy frame rates in certain areas. But I'm sure that's something, those, those are kinks that they can work out. The PS5 is definitely strong enough to deal with that. Uh, the PS5 hardware does have a very high capability in terms of machine power, plus their input-output is very special as well. A lot of loading is very quick, so I think one of the biggest features of the PS5 version is that you can play very comfortably. What does that mean? <laughs> it's this. Uh, what this means, Georgi, is nothing. This is Yoshi P answer <laughs> with <laughs> with no meaning. <laughs> Let's let me just read that last line again, everyone. So I think one of the biggest features of the PS5 version is that you can play very comfortably. You can okay. recline, I guess, and play. Yeah, but you can't sure. do it with the PS4. No. You have to sit awkwardly. Unique for the PS5 mm -hmm. version, this. It's a squat. <laughs> <laughs> Final Fantasy XIV enables crossplay between PlayStation and PC, but PC players have commented that PS4 players would take a longer time to load into an instance like a dungeon or duty. This is such a fucking mm. flashback to the PS3 era. Like, the, this yes. is the same <laughs> shit. Mm. Um, this problem will be resolved with the PS5 version, or that's not gonna resolve anything. The PS4 no, players still are still there, <laughs> <laughs> or at the very least, improved significantly. Yoshida says, "What do you mean? You have the PS4 is still in the mix? Oh no! It'll be improved in two years when they stop supporting the PS4." Yeah, which I mean, most people don't even have a PS5 right now. It's very odd. No, I know. Um, got two more years. Yeah, 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 yeah. You guys, fucking, put up alerts so you know when the PS Five is for sale, or join one of those fun lotteries where you can like get the privilege of of winning a, a lottery where you can buy the PS Five. 
so bizarre. Yeah. You, you <laughs> like, can, congratulations. Uh, that's $800. Give us you. money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just get a $1,000 bundle from like Costco, though. Comes with three controllers, two PS5 games that yeah. you probably don't want. Rollo, Rollo. <laughs> and that's, a charging base. That's what I did. <laughs> That's what, oh, I that's, what you got. that's how I got mine because there was a bundle that just appeared and I'm like, oh, and I'm like, oh God, this is like $200 more expensive than just the normal one. Controllers are a weird number. Yeah, I have two controllers. It came with two controllers okay. and the charging cradle thing, um, mm -hmm. which is fine. I think that's all right, but yeah. All right. Um, um, yeah, yeah, blah, 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 or improved significantly. You wouldn't have an instance where you go into a dungeon and wait for some additional characters to pop up because they're waiting for their load screen to resolve, Yoshida explains. Plus, again, the frame rate has become very stable. You wouldn't have cases where you're going on a mob hunt and PS4 players are missing out on the action because their rendering hasn't caught up or their monster hasn't shown up. That's... I'm, I'm a little confused by what he's saying here. Uh, so is he? So he's now talking about the PS4 version. I don't know. It sounds like it. Again, it's so f interesting that he brings up a frame because sometimes Yoshi P talks about things that turn out to be problems. Do you know what I mean? Like remember when he talked about mm. like swimming and he was like and he was like oddly specific about there not being any loading screens when you went into the underwater thing and we kept saying like it's a weird thing to just keep harping on about before we you know got the game and then we get the game get the expansion and then there is a loading screen like there's a clear like loading point there and now we know that there are frame rate issues and it's like there's no the frame rate frame rates become very stable guys this you guys the best frame rate we ever had. you have Doesn't... never seen frame rates like this on a console <laughs> um i don't know why he's bringing up the ps4 players but maybe he's talking about like how they worked out the frame rate issues on the ps4 like today a ps4 player will not miss out on the action because their rendering hasn't caught up or their monsters haven't shown up so maybe this is like you know, maybe somewhat mm -hmm. addressing the issues on the PS5. I don't know. Final Fantasy XIV actually started life on the PlayStation 3. Well, hmm. didn't start <laughs> its life, but it was intended to start. But players shouldn't be worried <laughs> about any legacy systems potentially holding the game back for players on the PS5 or high-end PCs. As Yoshida explains. That's true. <laughs> As Yoshida explains, Final Fantasy XIV was designed to be future-proof thanks to its scalability. If, for example, the PlayStation 3 was limited to that 30 characters would render at one time, then the PS4 expands that limit to 50 or 70, and so on, as hardware performance improves. This extends to character models as well. Say the physics that are applied to hair, Yoshida posits. The PS3 would only allow for two bones to be moved at one time, Ooh. and those would take priority. Whereas PS4 would scale a little bigger, so you can now control six bones in oh. the hair. Mm. Have you increased it for the PS5? Doesn't say. How many bones? How many bones, Yoshi P? <laughs> it's getting to a point where Yoshida says the developers may reconsider the amount of memory allocated per character. With the more advanced hardware, I feel that we can start considering expanding the base system, the base limit, so that we can have a more robust way of depicting these character models from the amount of memory it can carry to the textures to the boning <laughs> as well. <laughs> the boning. Can I ask why they don't say rigging? No, you can't ask them. 
<laughs> you cannot. It's boning. Uh, furthermore, Yoshida says it's gotten to a point where even the newest smartphone or mobile devices might be able to have the processing power of running 14 at a relatively high quality. Is that a threat? Is that a threat, Yoshi P? <laughs> It's true though. If you was, I think. Do it, not it, bring it, this to mobile. Do not do this. <laughs> we already have. No, no. Do not. This is fucked. I'd rather have it on the switch than on the phone. No, do you wouldn't. Uh, it'd be no, better on wouldn't. a phone. It'd be better on a phone. Would it be switch. better on a phone where you have yeah, to deal with would be better on a phone. two different it, platforms? Well, if maybe. If it was a higher end like phone, it would be much. Yeah, but better. that's not the. Fucking... That's not the thing though. There's many different phones. You can't just say like, oh, this one only works on the iPhone 12. I mean, that's why he specifically says the newest smartphone or mobile devices. Yeah. Don't, none of this. All of them. None of this. (laughs) If you bring this fucking game to a smartphone, that's it. Listen, Planets, I mean, not Planet Side. Fancy Star Online 2 did it. We can do it too. I do not. I, I do like the idea of having a limited, like with, um, what was the thing on the PSP or was it the Vita? The uh, companion thing where, you know. Like you could, gathering. Yeah, you can do gathering. Maybe have like, have I, I wish 14 was more tied to your phone and do not bring up the, well, maybe the companion app actually. If they develop the companion app properly, you could have um like having a Q-Pops on your phone. Like if you're, you know, mm-hmm. doing something else, it'll be like, Ching! and you know. Um, what was that app? This is a grandpa talk, but I remember back in earlier Realm Reborn, there was this app that people used um, that you, I mean. Ver- Garland something? Was that it? what it was? Because you, you could even talk to your link. Garland show. tools? No, not Garland tools. No. I, I remember what you're talking about. Yeah, I can't remember the and it would it. ding when it's you're, dead you're talking about. Yeah, it's definitely dead. Mm. But uh, that was very useful. I remember I could, you could literally talk in your link shells on your phone, which mm. is I have never seen since. Uh, I mean, you can on the companion app, can you? Or is it no. just no? It's literally just Discord. No, it's, it's its own. No, it's its own IM system that yeah. doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't tie to the game so, at all. Because Guildworks. That's, That's what it was called. And it had like mm-hmm. such perfect integration. It showed you your achievements. It showed on your phone and you could talk to your link shells. You could talk to your free company and it would tell you when your duty popped on your phone. Um, they ever say why Guildworks died? Was it just like I of think interest? it's because it was TOS and stuff like it, it did. It wasn't, you know, I think there's lots of things mm. that are TOS. Yeah. But I think Guildworks was a bit too intrusive in what it did. Uh, like, it was literally yeah. reading game data. Like, it was very... Yeah, I think that's what happened. Um, so, uh, they went to make Discord. Are those the people who what? made Discord? Because I that's know crazy. that Discord was born out of 14's community. That's I remember back in the early days, it would have, like, this little blurb that said... Something about thank you to 14 people or whatever when you started you know the what? Discord. There's a weird amount of 14 integration in Discord I never noticed about. Like the uh, the 14, the X, well, I think XI, no, XIDB. Um, the, the, the actual API for the site just like works in fucking yeah. Discord chat. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So there you go. I wondered why. Yeah, there, yeah. There's no. It says right here. What? It says the original dev Stanislav started working for Discord and handed Guildwork over to someone else but 
they've done nothing with it. Uh, so it just was left to rot. The site's still up, though. Is it really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, there you go. I, I think the installer's still there. I would not install that now. now you that... can't install. Never mind. It's it, you, The download link is dead, but okay. the website is still up. Okay. Well, there you go. Interesting. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, there you go. Um, anyways, the long wait. <clears throat> Uh, the, the Endwalker expansion will be released on November 23rd, 2021. Typically, Final Fantasy XIV expansions are released mid to late summer, making the wait for Endwalker one of the longest in-between major content drops for Final Fantasy XIV. Final Fantasy XIV, as with many games in development, was hit hard by the global COVID-19 pandemic, which forced the Square Enix team to switch to work from home and in the process lose three months of development time. Before we even started work on the expansion pack, while we were developing the 5.x patch series is when we hit the, uh, when we hit the pandemic, Yoshida recalls. And as the pandemic hit, Square Enix and the Final Fantasy XIV development team had to switch over to remote work. Oh, God, this again. Everybody had to switch to a work-from-home environment, and there was some confusion uh, that happened with the transition. As a result, the developers delayed one of the patches by three months, creating a chain reaction that pushed back the entire release schedule. Considering that the previous expansion releases in the July timing... Uh, and that we had three months of lost time that we uh, account for, then just with the math there, we're already shifted by three months. So August, September, October. October would have been the earliest we could have released Endwalker with a three-month gap that we can't really get back. The developers, since switching to work from home, unfortunately, there is little, a little bit of loss in productivity per month. Furthermore, Endwalker is the end to the Heidelin Zodiac saga, uh, a nearly decade-long storyline set to conclude in the next expansion. Uh, because of this, y oh, Yoshida says there's more the developers want to deliver in terms of story content, and he says the amount of cutscenes is about 1.3 times more than normal. <laughs> what a specific number. Um, mm -hmm. The three-month pushback, pro uh, pushback, productivity loss from work from home, the expanded volume of overall content versus a typical expansion, as well as the need for an additional four to six weeks of leeway required for bug fixes and quality improvements all added up to Endwalker being scheduled for late November. This we knew. Not much to, say, mm -hmm. to add to this. This is known shit. Um, okay, so conclusion. Better late than never. For anyone curious about trying out Final... <laughs> For anyone curious about trying out Final Fantasy XIV, there's honestly never been a better time. As Yoshida says, the main story quests do a great job of pushing players through the game relatively stress-free, and Yoshida also gave a shout-out to the community for helping new players. The community is really great, and there's, they're really supportive of new players as well, so they do take care of you, Yoshida Beams. As for what's after Endwalker, Yoshida told IGN earlier this year that he hasn't decided whether future storylines will be shorter or as long as the Endwalker saga. Yoshida is also serving as producer of the upcoming Final Fantasy XVI as head of Creative Business Unit 3, a development team of Final Fantasy XI and XIV veterans. Uh, but for curious fans who want... Okay, there you go. Um, yeah, I... Yeah. I would say, this I is mean, the best time to join, by the way. It is. Wanna, I mean, I, I, I don't think anyone watching right now is not playing 14. But if for some reason there are, don't be tempted to jump the MSQ, even if A Realm Reborn is a little rough, uh, because it'll pay off in Shadowbringers. <laughs> Just stick with the story. And you will be rewarded down the line. Actually, you'll be rewarded by the end of A Realm Reborn as well. You'll be rewarded throughout the entire 
all expansions, really. So don't skip any story. Uh, I mean, if you're the kind of person that's not here for the story, or if you want to you go should, straight to the end game content. Play. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I think, I think people that's can enjoy this game true. without enjoying the story. We literally but had also... a patch that was only story. Yes. Oh, I thought you said only have... for rating. Okay, never mind. Yeah. We also have the new game plus system now as well. Yeah. But if I... Because so if... that will make no, it easier okay. to what, do this What story. you're saying is setting people up for disappointment. Because people should know when they join this game, this game expects you to do the story. It ex I mean, we are the only, like, we are an MMO that forces you to do MSQ to unlock certain things, right? This is an M, this, mm -hmm. it's very different from other MMOs where you don't have to follow the story. You can do anything and you don't even have to know why you're here. You don't even know what the planet you're on is called. You can just do whatever you want, right? That doesn't work here. Like this, this game is, it's, agree. An, it's like a I single have... player RPG with MMO elements. I have quite a few friends that play this game where they're out paying any attention to the story. Oh, yeah, I know those people exist, but how how often do they play? Like, do they feel connected to this world? I mean, that, that used to be me. I, but I, yeah. that's, that's, I mean, they don't feel connected to this world, but that's not necessarily, like, maybe that's not why you're playing this game. I'm just saying a majority of people that join this game and that don't care about story will not have a good time here. I don't think that's a hot. I don't know take. if I can. I don't know if I can agree with that. Okay, well, uh, that's that's for you to just. That's your opinion. But I, I, there's no real, there's no real way for either of us to prove that point. I, the, the the I think one thing we can say for certain is that Final Fantasy XIV is one of the only MMOs out there right now that has such a fucking long, deep story that it really wants you to do. Like it, other games can have you. You can don't. You don't have to touch MSQ in most other MMOs. They don't even call them MSQs in some instances. <coughs> if you, I'm not. Yeah, give the story a chance. If you if you're from an MMO where you've not done story, maybe it's because the story isn't that good. <laughs> Fourteen mm. has a very good story, and this game is. Built around the story. It's literally built. Everything in, in this game is built around the MSQ. Do the MSQ. That's it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't skip the story. Straw man argument. I want to make a straw man argument here, but I'm not going to. Make the straw man argument. We have time. Can you explain to me... How Lord of the Minion is related to the MSQ. Oh, don't that's the worst straw man you could have ever. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. Made. I wasn't okay. gonna do it and then you right. asked I'm me. sorry, I was just curious what it was. Alright, let's move on. <laughs> five point five we'll continue our spoiler review. Uh we'll move on to Zadnor. <laughs> um right. Maybe there are people that want to play the game just for Lord of the Minion. Imagine that. You know, Imagine I would like to freaks. talk to those people. Yeah, those are freaks. I they're absolutely fucking insane, and you know what? Well, I'm not having this. I will, Don't play the game. You're I will support near me. I will support your straw man, kind of, by saying that there are people that play 14 almost entirely from Mahjong. That is true. Yeah. So yes, he's a roller. I know friend. someone. Yeah. I know someone. He's fucking insane. He'll be like, oh, I, you know, I feel like playing 14 again. I want to resub. He like, he like, he won't have sub for like three months. Mm -hmm. He's. I think he just finished Heaven's Sword, by the way. Okay. He's been playing for like almost three years now. 
Oh my god. And, and he's still just be like, yeah, I feel like we something because I'll be like talking about it. Mm -hmm. And he'll log in. The first thing he'll do is like, okay, I'm gonna play Mahjong. And then he'll rope in all my other friends to like, oh, let's all play Mahjong. And he's play fucking Mahjong in Discord for like hours, like throughout the night until 3 a.m. <laughs> like, what's wrong with you people? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, so there you go. Um, um, anyways, yeah, Sadnor. Well, let's move, let's move on. This feels like a, a great discussion topic that we could have had one day. Mahjong? Yes. Not Mahjong. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, Whether okay. you can enjoy this game without the story or not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so, uh, let's talk about, um, Zadnor real quick. Um, it happened. It is over now. Is well, for us, anyways, we've completed the story, so, uh, Zadnor has ended. Um, maybe put up the Yeah, maybe thing? I should put up the spoiler yeah, thing for I this. Wanna, I want to get bonked. There we go. Okay, <clears throat> let's talk about Zadnor. Let's start with the stuff that's not story first, um, so we can get that out of the way. Um, let's oh, talk about the zone. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's talk. Let's just the general design. We can compare it to Bosia, I guess. Um, how do you feel about the starting area of Zadnor compared to Bosia, I guess? Because I define the starting area like the first like whole zone or just this town. Let's start with the first one. zone, area one, the one that you unlock first, the whole that part. Because it's it's three distinct areas. Well, I say distinct. There's three <laughs> there's three areas that you unlock. Um, the first one is sort of the first. I feel like that's important because it's the first impression when you enter the zone. Um, I would say uh, gray. Very gray. <laughs> it's, it's gray. Yeah. It's got some cool little nooks and crannies, like little cave system thing in the northeast part of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I I mean, I know this is kind of the general area. I really like the little shields that you see get, like, blasted <sighs> yeah. from time That's to time. That's very cool. Yeah. I, will, I want to talk about more more about that later, but mm -hmm. we'll, we'll get to it again. Okay. Yeah, that's... Um, um, the world feels... There's like there's the airships in the sky as well, which I you know how I feel about airships in the sky. Um, it feels like it feels very barren, but it's supposed to. It's the same problem I kind of had with Bosia was like the like, whereas this area is just all gray. Bosia was all brown. Um, mm -hmm. It's sort of the same thing here, but I do like that you can see the um, the big ship in the distance, mm -hmm. and you know that that's the end goal. It's the same with Castrum. Uh, Lacusly Torre. You always see that, right? Mm -hmm. On the top of the hill. It's like, oh, that's the end goal. Um, yeah. Uh, there's also the random uh, ground attacks uh, from the yes. ships. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. There's not much to say about the first zone, really. It's very flat. No. It's craters. It's got less trenches. It's more just craters. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think you see Oboro. In that first zone, too. You can see yes. a borrow in every zone. Yeah, he appears is he in every zone. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that, that that was so crazy. I just I was like, is that a borrow? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is he? Mm. I mean, it makes sense for him to be there, but it's just he's like the only job trainer. Yeah. There, so it's just... yeah. I mean, Rostick is there as well, who is yeah, part of the level eighty gunbreaker quest. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, so the second zone is the one that really starts to look a little different. It has some trees in it. Um, I'd argue it's the only one that looks different. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Uh, it's like a buffer zone almost with um, what's left of plant life and tree life. Um, other than that, it's very similar still. It's like the same area, but it's got more vegetation. I it's the. I think it has more variation. Than yeah, the it's other it, two zones. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the only one that's not like just a large, just open mass of a field. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's like nice little, I guess, choke points too, almost that kind of force yeah. Mm. To go certain areas. Yeah. Uh, they kind of remind me of the um, choke points from uh, Pagos. Uh, mm -hmm. but yeah. what was the Pegasus that have? Yeah, it was Pegasus. Right. The fucking the dragon chalk point, yeah, like in yeah, the yeah. very fucking middle. That was fucking both... awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, both Pegasus and Pyros had choke points yeah, like they that. Had the... yeah. yeah, this just seems like a better version of that. Like like a good speed bumps almost. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the third zone, kind of like this, the first zone again. Um, mm -hmm. Baron, but you definitely close up to the the ship. Um. Um, that's that. They have some horrible camp names for all three zones. <laughs> yeah. You, you don't like Camp, camp Hushmir? <laughs> yeah, Hushmir. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. Um, yeah. Uh, and also, the the camps are kind of boring as well. There's, like, nothing in them. Like, the <laughs> other than the starting I mean. one, the two, the two other ones are, like... Nothing. Oh, three other ones, sorry. Mm. The, th the last one is just this little... It's just so... It's this big. This big. So you can mm. barely... Yeah, you know, you're, you're making... You get little footholds. That's like your little yeah. forward base. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I keep making the fucking mistake, though. Every time I go to the other two smaller camps, I'm like, cool, let me go here. I'm going to teleport to the other one. I run into the big fucking crystal pillar thing yeah. to teleport. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people like have that problem. <laughs> yeah. So I think what what we're actually saying here is that Zadnar is a very empty place, right? Mm -hmm. There's not I much going on in it. I actually kind of disagree, almost. Really? I I feel really? like Zad I feel like Zadnor feels like really active and almost like lived in, and just there's so much going on. It feels like it's kind of like in a living world kind of thing because I'm always seeing shit happening. You know what I mean? I would say I don't I don't think it's it. I don't know if it necessarily feels it's... lived in, but it does feel active. <laughs> it feels Maybe active, but I think that's a lot yeah. of because of the shields and the the airships. They help f make you feel like there's shit happening. But, but you see, like NPCs yeah. walking around too. Like usually before fate starts, or they're walking mm -hmm. to and from certain points, and like it almost kind of makes me wish like normal zones were like this, where you just saw more just active shit going on. The bombardments help too. You're just walking, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, the missile falls in your head and you yeah, die. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Um, I don't know. I, re I really like it a lot. I think, like, the stage set, like, all the NPCs and stuff <clears throat> is very good. The actual setting yeah. is very boring. Yeah. There's, like, no... Well, you said lived in. To me, it's, like, the opposite. It looks like nothing has ever been here. Like, it looks... I shouldn't say mm. lived in. I should say it's more like... It, like, it is a war zone. That's, yeah. like, where shit is happening. Yeah. 
I kind of like the the well, Bosia makes sense because it's so close to the the citadel. It has like a lot of ruins and and signs mm. of past life in it. In Zadnor, there isn't. There's not much at all. There's just mm. gray grounds and and craters. That's that's it. But yeah, because Rollo, if you removed all of the, because uh, I'm okay. Yeah, we're specifically talking about the design of the zone, mm. not all the the added fluff. Uh, I f that's what I'm. That's what I mean when I said feels empty. Because I feel like the world. There's no mm. hardly any landmarks in in Zadnor. Like it's just no. The only landmarks are the the camps, really. Um, maybe you'll start remembering where yeah. the craters are. <laughs> oh, that's that one big crater. That means I'm close. Yeah, I do. I remember the big crater in the third zone where you get it's the fuck pit. That's where you go in there to like get all your clusters because there's like groups mm. of fourth legion people in there. Mm. So like, oh my, guys, pit. Yeah, I will agree with chat. Eureka in general is much nicer looking than yeah. it is. Uh, the the Bosian. Uh, Exploration. What do they call them? What's the term they specifically used? Explore. Um. Oh God. Yeah. It's some. Ex oh God. I don't remember. Some. Some. Like actual system. Of it's in the, if you yeah, go to the party is... finder, you can you can see what it's categorized oh. as. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Um. Good operation. Foray. Adventuring foray. Yeah. Thank you. Oh. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, Eureka. I think is much nicer looking. But I also think. That when you look at Hydatos, you can definitely see that them their thought pattern of like, ah, oh, this is what works. We will yeah. make large, empty, formless yeah. zones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like it, it's it's weird to say Eureka does look better. It's more boring to be in there to actually like. Well, look at the well world. there's less going on. Yeah, the system that too, is broken. But, but I mean, just like you just see some mobs from time to time, really. And I, I guess Hydatos is cool because you do see the um thing in the background I yeah the uh, baldessian arsenal yeah you see that back there but like i don't know <laughs> i i don't particularly like the whole feel of it you know really if that makes sense wow pagos is the worst one though pagos is the worst like in terms of everything yeah and look like feel it's just yeah. all shit <laughs> everything is the design Say that the around. the just the atmosphere the <laughs> systems everything's broken in part in pagos pagos mm. is the worst yeah i think i think Delete. pagos is visually a better zone than pyros hmm. Hmm. it has variation i gotta go with pyros yeah, like there's, like, like there's the luigi caves in yeah. pagos yeah but... they're cool but and I guess there's like the kettle thing or mm. the furnace, which is the kettle thing. The, I don't know. That's it's all right. Yeah, in I there, think but... Pegos, and I, I genuinely don't just, and whenever there's a snow zone, I, I snore. I, I hate snow. So <laughs> for me, it's I am. I, this, we're already starting low <laughs> if I'm introduced to a snow map, but. Uh, it's so monotonous. Like, there's hardly anything to break up the visual monotony of Pegasus' like design. Mm. It's just snow. I mean, there's the top uh, left part. <laughs> I still remember the map vividly. So, top <laughs> yeah. left part. That's <laughs> there's like less snow, so you see some of the ground. But then there's that gray ground texture, so there's not much really <laughs> happening up there. Um, yeah, and you I think like the Pyros... sheer cliffside too. That you just have oh to... 
Remember the path of falling down. And then so there's you don't like die there's there's two different ledges. Remember that, and you have to remember to fall on the right one if you were gonna do the the boss. Mm. And if you land on the wrong one, oh, you're shit. fucked. Such a bad area, God. <laughs> I like the height of Pagos. I don't like that you cannot fly in Pagos. No, and that there's only there was only one way up, wasn't there, with the sleeping dragon. So yeah, if mm -hmm. you didn't have. Wait for walkers. They're still walking past the dragon. Yeah, you couldn't mount up originally. So you, uh, unless, well, right? The, no, you had to, you, no, no, you definitely had mount. Sorry, I'm thinking about the etherites. The etherites had like, oh, you unlocked the first one at level like 25. 25? No. No, 20, maybe. You enter at 20, right? No, 15. No, you enter at 20. Yeah, 25 then. Yeah, 20 and then 25. And then it just jumps to like, oh, 27 for the next one. It's like, yeah. Okay. Um, anyways, uh, we're talking about, uh, Pagos. Uh, let's get back to Zadnor. <laughs> it um, sucks, it's bad. Pagos so, is bad. <clears throat> yeah. Um, all right. Um, let's talk about the fates. No, that's going to be quick. Very, oh yeah, skirmishes. Um, not much. To, I have nothing to really add to that. It's, it's like Bosia fate, uh, skirmishes. I mean, there's more. Nah, I don't know. There I'm just sorry behind them. You can, yeah. mm -hmm. If you get there early enough, you can see the NPC, NPCs talk, and yeah. they do say some like interesting stuff. And they also, mm -hmm. after the skirmishes too, you, like when you see the uh, one the third zone, they do trap one of the captured, like one of the uh, tempered blades. Yeah, they fucking mm -hmm. <laughs> just yeah. put their hands up to it and teleport them away. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's... all the ones with Pagaga are so funny. Yeah, she's so fucking. Yeah, funny. that's true. Does Pagaga appear in the final zone? Yes, can... in, I... in the third she zone. She does. Yes, she's in yeah. the northeastern-ish part, um, where she, her griffins come down for that fate. Like oh they do in the second yeah. Zone. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen her in the third zone then. Yeah, I guess, yeah, there's more, they're, they feel, they have more story to them, I guess. Well, there's story in the Bossia ones as well, but, yeah. Um, of course, reading the logs, too, yeah. tells you a lot more about exactly mm -hmm. what's going on, some of the fates, too, sort of. Some of the fates uh, are a little off in terms of scaling. There's been some problems <laughs> with that. Um, there's, like... Two of them I can think specifically. Yeah. The second area one with the big ass dinosaur. Thuban. Thuban. Yeah, Thuban. <laughs> Thuban. I I see Thuban from afar as I'm walking to it. Yeah. Just falls right over every <laughs> single time. Like, I guess I'll. I still haven't done that fate. The third one is the elephant one in the third one. Yeah. The third Luba. Zone. Luba. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they just. I don't, what is it about them? I don't know. And it feels like when I'm doing some of those, like I've done the elephant fate once, and it feels like when I'm doing it, this shit takes forever. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I did Thuban by myself once, and I was like, wow, this is time consuming. Yeah. 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 And then, like, I see just, I see one dude doing it. It's just him. He has 10 stacks of the DPS things, <laughs> he has every single buff known to man. Yeah. He just one shots it and walks away. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, uh, so that's uh, fates. Hopefully, they'll they'll scale those uh, soon because uh, it's I really. I feel like yeah. this skirmishes you have more character than they do in yes. Bosnia yeah. overall. Oh yes, I agree. I it's, agree. It's really cool seeing the Eastern Alliance actually in this too. Yes. Actually, it's really funny. If um, I once uh, witnessed a fate 
it's it, it's in the third zone. Uh, I don't remember which NPCs were there, but they were doing the fate alone. And when I saw the NPCs were doing <laughs> the fate, and they'd been there yeah. all alone, and the fate was like almost halfway over. done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they actually do them themselves yeah. sometimes. Yeah, oh. yeah. Um, all right, let's talk. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, just quickly, you to. do get to see some nagshins, which is like the most oh, nagshin yes. rule we've had at all, all so far. True. You get their logs. That's the nagshins is supposed yeah. to be kind of. Vietnamese inspired ones, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're yeah. south of Doma. Yeah. Yes. Okay. okay. Uh, critical engagements. <clears throat> How do you feel about those? Uh, I, while I feel like f the skirmishes are have more to them, critical engagements I feel like are somewhat just the same as Bosnian. Yeah, possibly easier. easier. Yeah. 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 I don't have red for like the hunt for red Choctober, which is yeah. I think still infamous mm. you still see people just wipe and you get free reses if you stay we literally it, so. have hunt for red choktober as a skirmish in uh zadnor really <laughs> so it's uh yeah it's a bit disappointing with in terms of the critical engagements I, I think the best critical engagements are the ones that have you going up against um the what are they called oh yeah the, the bias e one is the Ivelisse bosses. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. they take the mechanics that you had, but then they combine <laughs> them to make it a little bit more difficult. Yeah, there's Alteroid as well. Uh, appears in one of the critical engagements. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. There's some fun cameos, I guess, uh, in these. But, yeah. Uh, all right. Now we have to go on to the story. So this is the real spoiler part of the review. Uh, mm -hmm. So They pulled... A Yasail again. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. did it again. <laughs> well, let, uh, you you wanted to talk about this, Rollo, about the weird patch thing that happened to this. Uh... Yeah. This. <laughs> why is the guy writing this, like, actually insane? <laughs> and, and not only, it was in the patch notes, like, oh, we lowered the age of these characters. Yeah. It was in, like, the known issues part. <laughs> as if, like... Like, we're aware that the age is off. <laughs> like, no, I don't. I'm not aware of that. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I wrote them. Like, I just feel like I wrote them a lot more younger. Uh, and it's just... <laughs> just fucking makes you young. What? I yeah, so oh. Mikoto was dropped from 29 to 24, yeah. I believe. Because mm -hmm. apparently she... She wasn't believable as a 29-year-old. What was and the other character that was made I, younger, too? They didn't, they didn't... No, they didn't... There was only one that was dropped. The, oh, the other one was raised. Yeah. Okay. Um, raised the the other one was Meneni... I think it was Meneni. Menenius, yeah. I think he went from... I think he went from 48 to 58? I'm not Correct. sure, though. Yeah, no. He definitely went up in age. Yeah. What? Oh, Which is... Like a, it changes... What year difference? Yeah. Maybe there's, like, a storyline lore thing that doesn't add up with his age maybe with him specifically because of his like, yeah. career in Garland. I would believe that with him. Yeah. Makoto makes no Makoto sense. Makoto makes no sense. <laughs> and, it's a, <laughs> and it's especially strange considering what happens in the quest. Uh, well, we can mention it now because it, it literally happens in the beginning of the quest. So Makoto and Sid 
so Mikoto has like a crush on Sid. Um, hmm. And that really was really strange after I th- remembered, you know, they lowered her age for this. <laughs> so I don't know. It was, I, that's the only logical conclusion I can get to the, with why they lowered it. The thing is, the age gap isn't even that big no. for their ages. Since 34. Yeah, since 34. <laughs> he's 34, and her being 29 would have been perfectly fine. I mean, it's still perfectly fine at 20, whatever, uh, whatever but... I think they might want to make it less reciprocal. Maybe. But still, so 24, 34, it's a, that's not a... I mean, okay, we're... It's not big enough her, to be a problem. No. Oh, okay, yeah, maybe... So what AJ said in chat, from Umbrita, because Umbrita was... Oh, nine. Okay. When Brady was like the same age as Marie Ange, which I think who I think is twenty eight or twenty nine. Okay. Still insane. Still, the reason he gave behind it bizarre. Sid's note says he's twenty four, not thirty four. That's not correct. That is incorrect. Sid is thirty four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sid is thirty four. Ange is twenty nine. Yeah. Okay. So it's Monbrida. Yeah, she was Monbrita's apprentice. So it's yeah. weird mm-hmm. for the apprentice to be the same age. What was it, Monbrita? Yeah. yeah. 29? She's 29. She's... So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that, okay. That that makes sense. That makes Not sense. Not the part where it's like, she talks to him. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so, yeah. So she has a thing with Sid. Um, we're preparing for uh, the final push um, to get the... Um, the um, the Imperials out of Bosnia for good. Uh, the final uh, the the one thing in the way uh, is the Dalriada, uh, um, mm-hmm. which is the the flagship of this um, of the Fourth Legion. Um, so Mikoto gets a vision while we're preparing because we need to un- we essentially have to set up like these shield generator things for the as we push forward so that we can have bases that are protected from the air because uh, we're constantly being barraged by by air by airships uh so we need mm-hmm. to protect our bases uh while we're preparing for this Mikoto gets one of her echo flash forwards um and she sees herself fall off the ship protecting the ship she's on it really shows that design flaw of those airships that I've I keep bringing up like why are first of all why are there no seats on this airship and why don't you have railings like what the fuck how imagine how many people have fallen off these airships in history in Eorzea see sometimes it feels like they show them having their own like gravity field in the sense that like they're going at like diagonals or even like vertically yeah. and people are still just like <laughs> magnetized to the ground yeah but yet sometimes this happens yeah yeah i just don't buy the airship design in 14 i'm sorry i just don't there's 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 these passenger airships that just wide open not a seat <laughs> in sight and you there's no Every... no barrier or anything you just stand every there. Every single bug will hit your face as a passenger. <laughs> <laughs> every every stork 
Yeah. It will just hit you. <laughs> Every seagull will go into the propeller. Why? Go... This is like a legit question that I want to ask whoever was behind. I know that this is a 1.0 sin because it was designed in 1.0. But mm -hmm. why is there no lower deck like an actual airship would have? This is like an airboat. I mean, there, yeah. is no, <laughs> there is no deck. I think they do have lower decks. We just never go there. How do you get to them? Have you ever don't seen, seen physically an entrance? Possible. <laughs> there is no way for you to get below decks on an airship. Like with how tall they are, it doesn't seem possible for someone to fit in there. No, it's just like an empty. It's just it's, I don't know what would be down there. It's very odd. Just uh, mm. incorporate a clothes design into your next That's airship, true. Sid. Come on. One point oh. No, sorry, eleven. I think fix that by having you know an actual door on the side of the ship that you enter right you enter through <laughs> the actual part of the ship that's the ship you don't enter at the top it's very odd um yeah um some i'm talking specifically about the passenger ones the ones that you use to travel between city states i don't know there, there are different variations of designs um yeah Obviously, we know that there has to be a way to get down into, like, the, the, the bottom of the ship to get to the engines. But that's about all you can fit in those ships below deck. There is There cannot be any other passenger areas down there. Um, anyways, so, she falls, surprise, she falls off the ship. Um, so, uh, she's like, oh, fuck, I'm gonna die. Um... And you've seen it as well, uh, and she's like, mm, "Oh, sh she gets we get to use this emote a lot uh, in in the story." <laughs> uh, so um, we don't want to. She doesn't want us to tell anyone because this is going to happen anyways. You can't really with her echo. You can't actually change the outcome. Um, mm -hmm. So it's happening regardless. So let's just do what we can to finish this. Um, there's also a point where you talk to. Oh, I've. I always call him Bice, which is Swedish for poo. So I don't remember Balsalian. his... Balsalian. Yeah, that guy. He. We talked to him, and he... Um, he... Um, he asks what we should do with um, Misia. Yeah. yeah, he asks your opinion. Yeah, when we get her. <laughs> and you is can... Is that the... The choice thing that matters? I don't know, I, because... I struggle to think, like, I where think, exactly... I think so, from what we've learned. It does affect mm -hmm. the final outcome. Um, we'll get to that. But you can choose... Yeah, we'll get to it. You can choose, um, you should kill her, or it's not for me to decide. And what's the third one? Um, the third one is, you shouldn't blame her. You should blame her superiors. You should blame Menenius right. and... Uh, Noah. Okay. Um, so, um, you pick whatever you pick there. Um, I picked, because um, I knew, I kind of had a feeling the others would pick, you know, the one you would morally want to pick, which is, you know, n not kill her. <laughs> I chose kill her just because I wanted to know. Uh, mm -hmm. So, um, anyways, um, um, we decide that we want to disable the uh, Dalriada with what's essentially an EMP, a Ceruleum, uh, a Ceruleum EMP, right? So mm -hmm. 
That's our plan. A lot of fucking mumbo jumbo at you about this stuff. <laughs> yes. Install yeah. the dam. Make sure the ether fluctuation is at this very moment ready to explain. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just, just do it. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So we um, you make the you progress through the zones. You set up um the shields. You work your way up to the final part. Um. And you, it is time for the attack. Yes. The plan is executed, uh, and the moment we um, expected uh, happens. Um, there's an airship crashing. The, the EMP explodes. The Dalriata gets fucked. Um, and all other airships around there also gets hit by this EMP. So they start falling. And then one of the airships falls towards their airship. Mikoto does the shield. It hits the shield, throws her out. But here's the twist to her rescue. Fran! Uh, and we get the most obvious oh. ass shot of Fran oh I have ever seen. And I could just hear Mela scream. Like, I didn't actually hear <laughs> well, him. But apparently he didn't. But I know he's no. going to go back. And scream oh, no, when he sees it. He'll, he'll definitely go back. That's his wallpaper right now. The, he was too distracted by the fact that he thinks the bike looks really, really dumb. Yeah, he does think the bike looks dumb. Uh, like twelve for that. That's not fourteen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's yeah, true. but it still distracted him from what he, sh <laughs> he would normally be paying attention to. Uh, yeah, that, that that's a testament to how annoyed he was, Rollo. He didn't see the ass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll say in general. Fran sticks out like a sore thumb mm. so much mm. in these cutscenes. Her design is cool, yeah. looks great. Mm -hmm. Just seeing her with some of these like other NPCs, yeah. she's very tall, mm -hmm. she's not wearing a lot of clothing, and sometimes there's sad things happening, and she's just kind of there almost naked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, so Mikado is saved by Fran. I was actually, I was mostly sad when I saw the the bike because I'm like, Balthier is not in that seat, is he? So yeah. that was that was disappointing. Um, right. So um, Mikado is saved by Fran. Uh, Lilia gets fucked um, because now, what happened again with her? Uh, Explosion. There was just she a random like, explosion. I think she it was because like... the Garleans are routed towards us because we we shoot up a flare. They see it mm -hmm. and they all come towards us. Um, oh, she got hit with a bomb thing. Oh, there was just an explosion. She was injured. Yeah, she, she says she has like shrapnel in her stomach. After, yeah, which yeah. is like yeah. <laughs> mm. um, but she, yeah, that's and she activates. Um, is she the one who activates the EMP? Yes. She, yeah. She slaps the button. Right. She slaps the button. EMP she, goes. I off. feel like she. We've seen that animation before. This, this is. We random. probably have. Probably. Uh, we've seen like the crawling animation. Not not the button press one. No. But it, the, the crawling one. Possibly. Familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Possibly, yeah. Yeah. All right. We've done it. We've set the stage. It's time for the Dalriada. We need to go through this Wait, relative. Do, yeah. Don't they show off? Um. Nostalgia or whatever, Misidia, uh, getting the 
the Queen's Blade yeah, right before we start, the right? The Queen's Blade teleports itself to Missia, and then oh, we see yeah. her teleport out of the prison cell. Right, she teleports out of the prison cell, yeah, true. Okay, so now it's time for the Dalariado. <clears throat> um, we have to be a little... We need to speed up a little bit, so... We can we can talk about the bosses quickly. I would I say the, the bosses are really good in this uh, mm -hmm. raid. They all feel very different and unique, and they're not. At no point did I feel like this battle was going on too long. I tend to get really. <laughs> uh, I hate bosses that you can tell when they're repeating, and I'm like, okay, yeah. it's gonna be this for the next forty percent HP, right? But yeah. didn't get that with any of these. It's also a really quick uh, raid. Yes. yes. Um, yeah. Maybe it's because of people's damaging boost now. I just it's gonna keep going. Yeah. Quicker and quicker as people just getting higher and higher stats. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it doesn't feel like it takes that long. No. Uh, we did our first run. We were top. Uh, oh, yes. what's, what's up like? I, did, I haven't seen it before. It's a one. battle against uh... <laughs> Not Cthulhu. You know, it has. It's the Cthulhu one, right? Isn't that the no, one? No, no, it's not. That's not Cuckalane. Oh, that's after, isn't it? Cuckalane. Yeah, that's the second boss. It's oh, Sartavwa. Sartavwa. That's his name. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. that's that one black mage, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the one black uh, mage. Okay. He sort of does some, like, um, vampire things. Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah. Have you guys done the bottom one yet? No. 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 Okay. What happens it's... in the bottom one? It's like a boss rush. You get like you know those people that sacrifice themselves to summon like uh, like bosses in um, during seas and stuff. It's, oh yeah, it's like a, it's like a couple of them. So they go they go through them pretty quickly. Okay. Um, yeah, you get like serpents and birds like from that one sea. Uh, it's pretty okay. cool. It, it goes by pretty quick, and that's it's fun and active. All right. Um, yeah. Um, we don't really have time to talk about each individual boss, but they're re really good. They're yeah, they don't feel out of place. They feel like Collins is fun. You get to turn into a Fuba. Yeah. Laser hallway. It's the hardest boss. Laser hallway. Fun. I going in there for the first time, and someone's just shouting in the chat: "Left, left, right, 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 left, left, left." Yeah. What's happening? I'm just getting pushed back. Yeah. Yeah. The the Menenius and Lion fight. Menenius just fucking spinning. Yeah. Yeah. Absolute bro moment between these two. Yeah, these characters were very, very close. Apparently, yeah. I didn't, I, I didn't think they were gonna be like such, like yeah, like yeah, bro, come on, mm -hmm. let's do this together. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> like it's, it's cool. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's... And then we come to the final boss. Yes, which is Diablo Armament. Well, it starts with a fake out. Obviously, there's that Gundam or whatever the that robot looking thing in the uh, uh, guarding the Diablo armament, um, which of course dies well, very quickly. Not even worth mentioning, that, really. That's Menenius. Well, oh, that's Menenius. Yeah, in, yeah but yeah. he's is that's not him. He's in it. Well, yeah. yeah, he's in it. Yeah, it's a gun. It's technically he's in a Gundam. Um, so the Diablo armament. What a what a boss! Uh, Out of left field, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Did not expect a evil Ultima weapon, <laughs> or I don't know, like no alter Ultima weapon. 
and apparently more powerful than the Ultima weapon because uh, was it Lion or Menenius who said that that shouldn't be possible? It that the Omega, not even the Ultima weapon should be, would be able to break out of that. So yeah, mm -hmm. it, has, it has like the same restraints that Tiamat had. Apparently. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, so it it breaks out and it is wow. It has a lot going on in it. Uh, got a really cool theme. Mm -hmm. um, which is like a remix of like multiple. Um... It borrows from the Diabolus boss theme, borrows from the Gangos theme. I think there's one or two other songs in there. Yeah, there's yeah. Um, so yeah, that's um, that's what it looks like. The the fight itself, crazy. Lots yeah, lots of things yeah. to dodge. Have you seen the flavor text during the fight? It seems like flavor it doesn't text. like. Like the the floating text, I mean, yeah. like when you're fighting it. Mm -hmm. I might have seen there's a couple lots, of them, but there's like like oh what what's wrong? What's going on with me? Like kind of stuff. Mm. And so it's like I don't think he likes being oh Diablo right. Ultima. Yeah. I don't think he likes that. <laughs> no. Um. <laughs> so uh, we des we destroy the armament. Uh, there's a moment where Menenius. Well, Lion is about to get hit because the armament just like freaks out and starts firing off lasers everywhere, and uh, it's about to hit Lion. Uh, and Menenius steps forward, protects him. It hits Menenius. Uh, it's obvious that he dies, uh, and then not so obvious that Lion dies. So uh, we'll get back to mm. that in a second. Uh, so there's that whole thing. It collapses. Um, uh, but flies the, up into the air. Yeah, the it's weapon destroy everyone. The weapon is about to yeah fucking annihilate everyone. <laughs> yeah. uh, so the um, Misha summons the queen. She appears. She's like whoa, and then the she summons her lovely throne. Yeah, stupid fucking chair. <laughs> <I hate that. laughs> it ruins such a cool design. <laughs> <laughs> she destroys the weapon. Uh, okay, and then here is sort of where the story gets different depending on what you've picked and what you're about to pick um so mm -hmm. she's on the ground um wounded gravely wounded um and she has the blood out of the mouth um which to me is like a sign she's kind of to me that was the biggest thing i'm like oh she's got blood around her mouth no one in 14 survives blood around the mouth do they no, so uh, <laughs> we barely survived the white stuff coming out right of right um, or the healer shakes his head. Really? Is that a... Okay, that's a nice that's, detail. That's how you know. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> like, and then, it's nothing, then you walk up to him, he's like... There's nothing I can do here. No cure can bring this person back. Um, okay, so um, you can now choose... So she's like, I... There is no reason for me to live. Like, I'm a traitor. I have done this. I've done that. I am a shitty person. I, I want to die. Um, so... Uh, you're you're being given a knife by me. I think she gives it to you, right? She just drops it. Yeah, she hands it yeah, to you. Yeah. And now you can choose between granting her wish or not doing that. I don't remember what the text the is. The great letter. So like, leave her be. Leave her be. Yeah, yeah leave her be. Something like. So, these two options will play out differently based on what you picked in the first quest so mm -hmm. for me who said let her die or sorry kill her 
and then I chose grant her her wish. This took forever for me to pick, by the way, because I'm like, yeah. <laughs> this is not what my character would do. Like, I wouldn't, because I, I stood there with the knife in hand, and I'm like, there's yeah. no way Lukeel would kill her. But then I thought, yeah, but there's also no way the game will let my character kill her. That's what I, I, so I'm like, okay, I'll give her her wish, but I'm sure something else will happen. So if you do that, picked my path, uh, she dies after you say, I will do it. She's like, thank you. And then she just dies before anyone does anything. So that is the that good ending, different. people say. Good ending is, is that one where she's like, okay, I got my wish granted. And then she just dies, mm -hmm. right? No one had to kill anyone. She just peacefully faded off thinking you had, you know, you mm -hmm. were granting her wish. Yeah, we got. I I think me and Gyorgy got something very. Yeah, you got very different things. So yeah. Gyorgy, on your on the first quest, I showed, I, I said to blame Gabranth and Menenius, mm -hmm. and then when I was given the choice, I said I will not do it. And I don't. I think regardless of my choice, there, I think Balsalian would have done the same thing. He's he like puts his mm -hmm. arm in front of me and says, "Don't. It's not you. This is not your decision to make." And mm -hmm. then he slices her throat for her. Yeah, that happened to me. I, I picked the same option you did for the first one, and then for the second one, I said I was going to kill him. Okay, and, then he, and he, he did still... the exact same thing, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I wonder if that's if those are the only two possible outcomes. Then that it was really well, the third option that no, none of us have picked. So yeah. Maybe. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, kind of a really dark scene, almost. I yeah. mean, it was sad. Yeah, uh, mm -hmm. I, would, I, I think I, the I fact that he graphic. killed her was very dark. I was shocked yeah. when that. I thought I was gonna get the bad ending because I had picked like kill her at the beginning, but then all the you know this, the context changed in the last scene, and I'm like, uh oh, <laughs> this is gonna be a, a dark ending, but it wasn't. Yeah, and then like you see him put the knife to her throat, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. as as he's about. I mean, and the camera cuts away, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And you hear like a very slight cutting noise. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, oh, fuck. That's, I mean, that's cool. I like that. I mean, just, she was right. going to die regardless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't disagree with, you know, obviously suffering. Maybe you just call her. Yeah. Even if you like her but, or don't. But in my ending, she suffer. died so quickly. She's like, yeah, there was no time for him to kill her there. So, like, oh. so you said that, well, like, before uh, she died, that she, like, had a lot of, like regrets. She's like, oh, everyone hated me or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And I, and I was evil. I, she doesn't really say that exactly. I think if you, if you say like that, not to, I mean, to spare her. She did really? A little bit different, didn't, didn't she, Gary? I don't remember. Oh, is that I, part I remember what Lakeel well? said to me. I, I oh. think she, she talks more about like wanting to protect everybody or something like along those lines. Okay. Oh, she does say those things. Yeah. Yeah. Does she? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, anyways, that, that happens. She's gone. Um, Bosia is free. It's over. Mm -hmm. uh, you sailed too. That's yeah. all it took. Mm. <laughs> yes. Now, there's another scene at the end where uh, Lion and uh, Gabranth... Oh, can we, before we quickly move on to that, we do get a nice pit, like, very quick conclusion of Sid looking at we see what's in his locket, which is a picture of him oh, and his yes. father. Oh, yes. Yeah, there's a big party in Gangos. Um, and, yeah, we mm -hmm. get to see... Well, first of all, we get we learn that what, he's been what he has around his neck is a locket. 
Uh, <laughs> and in the locket is a picture of him and his father. Um, that's cute. I am, yeah, yeah, that's cute. Uh, oh, yeah. And also we get to see um, Geralt uh, very, very drunk. Uh, mm-hmm. so. His debts to the house. Yeah. His debts to the house only increase. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, oh, there was also an interesting point where they're, because they're now drafting up, because believe it or not, guys, we brought democracy to Bosnia. Uh, so they're drafting up a new constitution. But yeah. we destroyed the caste system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very weird line. Yeah. About the constitution. <laughs> they, so he's yeah. like, okay, we're making a new constitution, but we're basing it on the imperial one. Uh, we're basing it on it. They said that it will take. They will well, take, it will take parts insp- from the imperial. Yeah, one. they will take. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. It, it's based specifically on like the fourth legion one. Yeah, the fourth legions. Consti- mm-hmm. If they had a constitution of whatever their rules, which uh, is like a weird way of saying that maybe people should be equal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> what a roundabout! You could be like, you know what? Maybe people should be like on the same playing field and like nice to each other. Yeah. And not a caste system. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that was that. Uh, next, there's a scene with Gabranth and Lion. In Dalmasca, uh, and Gabranth is like he's saying, or he's alluding to the fact that shit's not great right now for him uh, after um, the defeat at Bosnia. Um, mm-hmm. And Lion is like, I think Lion's having this like weird. He's like, oh, why don't you appreciate um, Menenius more because he died for you or whatever? And he's like, okay, but. People <laughs> die all the time here. That's you know. I, again, did not expect this really deep relationship between Menenius. No, and no. I mean, it's 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 cool. I yeah. like it. It's just they're very they're a bunch of grandpas just yeah. hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so um, then it's sort of oh yeah they 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 bring out the artifacts that they uh, found in the ruins. Mm-hmm. Um, an axe and a sword. An axe and a sword. And then it fades out. And then it just goes on to like this artwork screen and it says, you know, Queen uh, Blades of Gunhilder, chapter the four. Mm-hmm. And then it fades out. End of story, oh, yeah. right? And Gabr- also says, well, you failed. So yeah. I'm going to have to ceremonially put you oh, in yeah. jail. Lines. Yes, right. That's what he said, yeah. But then, field notes. Probably something very different. When I read the so I read the field notes immediately <laughs> after the story, like on stream, and I I just thought, okay, there's just going to be some backstory about Gabranth. Then as I keep reading, I'm like, wait, this is current. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they well, they killed Gabranth off screen. Uh, yeah. There's this whole thing that happened um, where uh, Lion got out of prison somehow and with some co-conspirators they're like uh gabranth is a loser yeah we we, we can't follow him anymore right and then they well killed gabranth in his sleep or whatever no not not in his sleep lion wakes him oh they have a discussion then he kills that's how it went yeah uh and 
they burned the whole like s uh, camp down or whatever, the whole place down, and yes. they no evidence. They couldn't identify his body because it was so charred and burnt. So there's this theory then that Gabranth isn't actually dead. That you know, there he's. Mm. And I, when I read that, I'm like, okay, so he's not dead, really. He's he's gonna reappear. But it was shocking to read it because I'm like, oh god, are they literally just concluding the story in the field notes? That's how we're gonna end the story. <laughs> um, but it definitely leaves Don't shit believe... open for the. Yeah, don't believe on those. Believe on those lines. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like How, now. Imagine. Yeah. Imagine this: mm -hmm. when Noah comes back, for whatever reason, mm -hmm. he'll take on. The, he'll use the name of his father, so that we just have a bash in this. Yeah, oh, bash in this game. Yes. Yes. Well, that's a clever way. They're like, I'm not the name. same person. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm, a, I'm. I've taken my dad's name, <laughs> not my twin brother, my dad. Yeah. Uh, so there's there's a lot of setup for for that part of the story. That def. I don't think that's done. Um, then if you read Franz Field Notes, Franz a badass. She's like Fran literally like secret police slash royal guard <laughs> shit. Like really strange to read about. Like she was literally a cop. Uh, hmm. so, um, she, her, she was tasked, I would say, well, secret police is probably a better description of what she did. She was, uh, assigned to protect the royal family, but also hmm. just, Dal like, Dalmasca, like, just the, uh, just police as well. Um, hmm. and when the Garleans were on their doorstep, um, her twin brother... <laughs> Rassler. Rassler. For some reason, her twin Not brother, twin brother here. Sorry, Ash. Uh, Ash sorry, I should mention Ashelia, the princess. Ash. Uh, her twin brother, brother is like, okay, you will pretend to kill. Oh God, how was this? This was very complicated. So, so it is. It is complicated. So he's like, okay, so the people of Damascus will keep fighting. If, as long as they think one of the royal line is still alive. Yeah. So we're going to pretend that we're going to assassinate Ash, but don't worry, she'll 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 run off somewhere. Yeah. And then when the Garleans come, they'll actually kill me. Mm -hmm. We're not going to pretend to kill me. I'm just going to die. Yeah. Um, and then the people of Dalmasca will lose all hope but they won't keep getting themselves killed by trying to fight a loser, an unwinnable war. Right. What a roundabout fucking plan this is. And and I I'm so it's such an, a stupid plan because if you want to save the royal line, why don't you bring both? Why would you be like, "No, no, no. I'll die." It's like, "No, but why? <laughs> but why? We can do the same thing with you." In 12, and he has to die here. Yeah, see, that's the thing. It's like, okay, we've fucked up the story so much in 14 anyways. Like, we've changed them. Like, relationships are completely different. Wrestler still has to die, though. <laughs> he still has to be dead. Um, yeah, so I thought that was uh, very odd. Um, but they got the princess out. Um, so um, there's that. Ash is out there somewhere. So Ash is out there. Um, 
do you think she'll will have if she returns she'll have the ghost apparition of Rassler again and it's going to be really awkward because they're actually brother and sister now so it's not going to have the same <laughs> effect <laughs> that would be very odd uh you know what i don't think they're going to talk about Rassler at all i think they did Rassler dirty in in 14 their their integration of this of the Ivelisse world into 14 is like a little fucking bonker sometimes yeah, yeah it is it is <laughs> even as someone who doesn't it's- know that much about it like i know more about tactics than i do like 12 but it's still fucking weird mm-hmm. yeah it's weird so let's count the characters that have been have crossed over from 12 to 14 in mm-hmm. some way so we've got fran mm-hmm. we've got noah yeah. we've got two deceased characters in bash mm-hmm. who is noah's, noah's father, father here, yeah. and wrestler who is ash's twin mm. <laughs> um and then we also oh, we yeah. also have Mont Blanc. Mont Blanc, yeah. <laughs> Mont Blanc, who? Oh God, that just reminds me that I'm sad we didn't get the twelve Mughals. They're just normal. Oh yeah, and we have Bagumnan. Oh yeah, and Bwagi and all of them who, instead of being like thieves or like oh. working for the Empire, <laughs> they were the Royal Guard. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh. I can kind of appreciate it, just like being like such a like remixed like what if kind mm. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh but it's still just really weird knowing even just a little bit about these characters mm-hmm. like in their original setting. Yeah. You you kind of have to just leave your 12 like hat off when you play 14. You mm. this isn't 12. It is just loosely referencing Evilies. But that's why yes. I know people will say that all the time, but it's so difficult to do that when they sometimes just do crazy Evilies shit. Like they're like <laughs> this is just Evilies. Like this isolated this is Evilies, but then there's like oh, but here's Ash and her twin brother. It's like okay. <laughs> it's pulling constantly uh. like pushing you into Evilies and ripping you out. Um it's it's well. a little confusing. I mean, one good thing about our version of Ivalice is that Fran has that um Vaughn and Pinello just don't exist. True. <laughs> careful. Oh, Be all careful. that was left was their no clothes. One, no, yeah. <laughs> don't give them any idea. Don't give Woolhead any ideas. I don't want to uh, see them in this game. Uh, the only twelve yeah. character I still want is Balthier. Yeah, yeah. I want. I was so sad when he wasn't. Someone here. said in chat earlier, but apparently, like his the the bike. Has a quote from him about being leading. It does. Oh yeah. It, when you when touch. you mouse over the the mount, it will mention his leading man line. Okay. That's the quote for the mount, I believe. So there's hope. There's hope. Um, maybe in the future. There's definitely going to be more Dalmasca story coming up. Yes. Um, for sure. Will it be tied to a relic again? Who knows? Who knows? Um, maybe it'll be its own thing in Endwalker. Mm-hmm. But remember that uh, if. Her- when we talked about the IGN interview, um, remember how he's he's still debating whether we're going to have patch-length stories or expansion-like length stories in, like after the main expansion? If we're getting patch-style stories like in 11, they could have like a Dalmasca patch where there's just Dalmasca story where we do all the Dalmasca MSQ. Mm-hmm. All the MSQ is just about Dalmasca. Maybe that's a good time to bring in Balthier. And but have, then... Yeah. Then it has to be the weird thing about the the Bosia storyline and the Evilly storyline is that a lot of it is now locked behind a relic quest, mm-hmm. which is not 
it's not short. Well, it's just barely part of the relic quest. It's, well, I yeah, I will say no, the relic. Well, the relic's actually irrelevant, but the whole storyline of going through Bosia and Zadnor is you have to rank up twenty five levels. But so if, quick, you it, if you isolate it, if you isolate that. Bosia is mostly about Bosia. Dalmasca is very, very tiny part of this. Like Dalmasca, mm -hmm. like the outer areas of Dalmasca, don't really, they don't really touch. France shows up in the last quest of Zadnor. Like, and we do, hardly ever see Gabranth. He's just mentioned in the early parts of the story for mm -hmm. Bosia. Mm -hmm. I think you can ignore it and still continue on with the maybe do a some sort of like recap lion's existence is weird though i know i know lion he's gonna be that can be explained they can they can yeah they can do like a quick recap thing or something in the quest i don't know remember we're going into an unknown future i don't know how the story patches are gonna work for going after endwalker so they might do like a quick an easy recap that works for both people that have played bosia and people that haven't i don't know i just think I just don't know how else they're going to do the, the Dalmasca stuff in the future. Hey, random question. Yeah. But do you feel like with, uh, what was the Viera's name? Uh, Lystia? Lilia. 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 Were they going for like a Kogal, Yadu <laughs> kind of thing? I, yeah, they were. Okay. They were? Okay. That's. I definitely think they Did were. Did you think it was funny <laughs> when she took off her glasses? Because I thought that was funny. She's like, serious time. Taking off the yeah, glasses. We're going like, to have a serious conversation. Oh, I, mean, I, I like when she... <laughs> yeah. Go on. Sorry, Rolo. No, it's like she has like, beautiful blue eyes. And it's like, oh. Yeah, she's got big <laughs> eyes. She, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I would say she looks much better without a glass. Yes, she does. <laughs> I think... I think she's what she's super... She's just a funny fucking character. I'm so glad they <laughs> she's have a, her. She is a funny character. You know what? I would have liked her 100% more if she didn't wear the glasses. The glasses has always been the problem but for me. I I like that the glasses are a part of her character. Yeah. I um, think she's an... I like Lilia. She's grown on me in the last... The last quest, she she did better I, for me. I, I think it's funny that people just... Some people just absolutely fucking despise her oh, I, Rolo, <laughs> like, I was I've, I've been I've been one of those I'm like this um, per character <laughs> with the stupid glasses fangirling every time it's I, just, oh uh, it's like oh my gosh she said I did a good job thank you <laughs> <laughs> and she's like 19 yeah 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 um okay that's it. That's Sadnor. Uh, we, I mean, compare. Let's quickly compare Sadnor to Bosia. Which one do you prefer? Sadnor. I would say Sadnor. Yeah. I would also yeah, say Sadnor. Even this stuff like aerial bombardments, just I, yeah. I, I like oh. it. You see like mm. the shadows of the ship flying overhead. Yeah. And you look up, you're like, mm -hmm. oh shit. <laughs> the overall quality of Sadnor, I think, is higher than Bosia. The only thing I would take from Bosia maybe would be some better CEs. Yes. Yes. Okay. They're, yeah. Yeah. They're a little bit lacking. Okay. Compared to Eureka, though, now that's done, what do you think? I mean, I finished this compared to Eureka, so I think I have to say yeah. I prefer this. <laughs> yes. Hmm. But what do you think, Lukio? Because we both did Eureka. Okay. Uh, I feel like there is less pain doing Bosia than Eureka, but I think they're so different in terms of what they are. Like, with Eureka, I felt like we were more of a community suffering together. In Bosia... 
Yeah, I know, but it's like remember. Don't you remember how people were like in chat, like shout chat? Yeah, it was way more involved. Yeah, long live the train. Yeah, long live the train. There was like there were like long discussions because people were so bored, like waiting for fates to pop, and there were like discussions about like existential shit. And I was like, okay, wow, I've been up too late for this. Um. I don't know, and I liked the zones of Eureka. I felt like there was more going on in them, like visually. Um, mm -hmm. You got half the zones compared to Eureka too. Right, right. Compare that. Like, that's a lot less map. But I, I would be lying if I said that I preferred Eureka over Bosia <laughs> because <laughs> I don't, I don't. Yeah, Bosia is better. I think Bosia is just better content, and the reason a nice community developed in Eureka is because it was a group coping mechanism yeah. to deal with the fact that you were all in Eureka. But but there's also it's so sad because you're so right. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's... Eureka was like an experience that will go down in like 14 history. Like the people that survived mm -hmm. Eureka will carry that badge and be like, "Yeah, I was there." It was. It sucked. And then Bosia is going to be <laughs> a, possibly a footnote. It's going to be one of many like types of content like that. It's going to be like, yeah. yeah, that was the thing that happened. Eureka's what started it, right? So yeah, I, it'll have a piece of my heart just because of that. But it's not great. Um, how dare you? Diadem started it. Sorry, what? What content? I don't think that's a thing. I think that's a different I game. Think if you, I think if you look under Adventuring 4A, <laughs> you will find that it begins with the diadem. That's true, the diet. Fuck, the diet. Oh, Lost Actions, by the way, fucking amazing. You get it from the start, mm. and you get busted fucking actions super quick compared yeah. to the, um, the logos, what were they called? Logos? The logo, logos actions. Lo yeah. Yeah. They're, easier to, they're easier to get, too, is the thing. Mm-hmm. They made it easier to get it in Eureka at the end, but I don't think we were playing at that point. But yeah, they increased the, the drop rate. I think you can get and them really easily now, but still, yeah, I prefer them. Yeah. And with Zadnor, we've got even more overpowered ones. It's fun uh, to use this, them. Sorry, I just have to say this. This was mentioned in chat. We haven't mentioned this. You can help low-level players without being punished. Yes. Yes! That was the Achilles heel for me, for Eureka, is that if I, like, like Rollo and I we were leveling pretty much together in Hydatos and Pyros. And I remember that summer. Was, I drank so much. <laughs> yes! <laughs> but when we tried to get Mela through, we couldn't because we couldn't yeah. be in a party. So Mela had to struggle on alone or be in a different party. And they never changed it. They never changed it. There there is no benefit for a high-level player to help a low-level one. Right. Aside from just, like, getting your friend up to help you. Like, in your, in uh, Bosnia, it's like, oh, you see this dude hitting a mob? All right, let me slap it real quick. Maybe I'll help him out and get, like, uh, yeah. an action. Or I'll get, like, uh, a cluster. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. the community sense of that part is a little bit better, actually, I'll say. Yeah. Yeah. Remember in fucking Eureka, you're like... Don't fucking go near the kettle. My party's <laughs> near the kettle, the, 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 the oven right now. Yeah. We're fucking throwing shit or, mm. or, or, or um, lights, so don't fucking come near us. Right. I yeah, yeah. That's true. Okay. Well, yeah. there you go. I don't think uh, we're. I don't think it's much of a, a hot take to say that Bossy is better than Eureka. Yeah. There's gonna be some people mm -hmm. that are like, actually, <laughs> but fuck you. Uh, right. So uh, <laughs> we have to fit a mog mail in. We are oh God. Okay, that's gonna be yes. a quick post show. But yeah. uh, let's jump into uh, um, uh, mog mail. Uh, let's, re let's read one. Okay. 
this one uh, is from Uzora Kari. I hope we didn't read this last time. Uh, from Goblin. So I've had a thought recently. After Eden wrapped up alongside the Void Quest, it almost seems like there will be some kind of quest line in the future about restoring the 13th shard using what we've learned from restoring the empty. But, oh yeah, this is why I brought it up. But what about the burn? It suffered a similar fate as the first with uh, all of its ether being drained and becoming devoid of life. I have no idea what they would do with it, but it, uh, but it just felt like something they might do as maybe a smaller scale experiment to see if their efforts to restore a destroyed land might be successful outside of the empty. It was just a weird thought I had while fishing because there's nothing else to do. Thanks again for all the great content. So. Oh, sorry. Spoilers <laughs> over, by the way. You don't get the bonk. You don't get the satisfaction of the bonk. Um, yes. So, I've been very interested in the burn recently because of Have the moon. You know. Because of the moon. The burn looks the way it does because it's been drained of all life. Mm -hmm. The burn kind of looks like the moon in terms of like color and the the ground texture we i think this is a this is part of a much bigger discussion that we cannot have today but there's a lot of theories about why we're going to the moon and the stuff that we've seen on the moon i know we there's talk about the the void here in this as well but i'm i feel like the burn thing is so is more relevant because i've obsessed about it a lot recently <laughs> is that Zodiac might be in the moon, right? Or like how Heidelin is in Heidelin. Mm -hmm. Could could the moon have had life on it, and then been drained, and that's why Zodiac is gone? Could the and is that why there's stuff on the moon? Okay, so okay, I'm I'm all over the place. <laughs> why does the burn look like moon? Is my question. I guess because when there's just no ether, that's just how shit turns yeah. to. Yeah. So the moon mm, has like, no like ether. Sand. So the moon is like um, out of ether. It could have very possibly never had ether. Possible. Yeah. But so Zodiac is. So let's. And that might have been why Zodiac was locked there. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So the question, the 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 Mogmail is says, uh, after Eden wrapped up alongside the Void Quest, it almost seems like there will be some kind of questline in the future about restoring the 13th shard, using what we've learned from restoring the empty. Um, we restored the empty as well. The empty was kind of similar. It was this mm -hmm. like white, moonish, dead terrain. Uh, and then we just restored it. And then what we've found on the moon, possibly from the dungeon previews, is some sort of like archive of biomes, possibly from the ancient mm -hmm. world, that's stored on the moon. Could it? You think that dungeon is on the moon? No, I don't. I don't know. I'm just assuming. I don't. I don't actually know. No idea where it is. Um, if it is on the moon, it doesn't have to be on the moon. It could be on Hydaelyn. But maybe the plan. So was... I think it's. Yeah. I think it's in Labyrinthos. But where do you think Labyrinthos is? I don't think it's on the moon. Okay. I don't know. I don't know where it could be, but it's it could be could be on the moon, could be well it if, could it was, be. if it was if if it was on the moon, then the Charlians must have a way to get to the moon. Yes. Yeah, maybe that's how we get to the moon. They have though. the space. They have an airship that's actually enclosed so they yeah. can just 
they can, you know, they, <laughs> they did it right. I don't know. It's uh, it's an interesting um, parallel, I think. If you go look at the burn and the empty, like before, well, it's hard to go back to the empty if you've done Eden. But um, like the way it looked before, it's kind of similar to Moon Landscape. Mm-hmm. Um, what have yeah, The Moon does like? have... Yeah, go on. The moon does have some th- living things, though. Chat brought this up. There's the cave full of like mushrooms and stuff. That's true. That's true. The burn did, and there has, yeah, that is true. And there has to be enough to sustain the naming ways. It doesn't have to be devoid of it. It could, oh, and also you see it in caves. So ma- names? I don't remember what they were called. No, they're called something completely different here. They're called like. Moonanites. Yeah, something. <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, yeah, Laporets. Yeah, Laporets. Um, it doesn't have to be devoid of ether. Remember, if 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 the thing that I've been struggling a lot with trying to figure out how Zodiac can be tied to the moon. Like, what does it mean that he's tied to the moon? Is there an ethereal sea inside the moon that is completely dead? where Zodiac is just sleeping. Remember, we have that one vision of that purple mm. crystal floating in a dark void. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to imagine if that's inside the moon, then that could explain why the moon looks the way it does. And maybe there's a little bit of ether, just enough to like keep him alive. And that's why there's still a little bit of life left on them somewhere, like on the inside of the moon, like in the caves and shit. Mm. That's what I'm trying to figure out. But then I'm afraid of thinking about that because... They retcon shit a lot, so this might not mm. be a theory at all. He, this might I be mean, completely unrelated. If if they wanted to retcon that, <clears throat> it, they would have removed it from the Aroma Born story when they did the revamp. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So I think it's still there. So I think it's still relevant. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I, I, we'll see how the void plays. Elder Thirteenth will play into the story going forward. I, I'm, I'm Maybe not the sure. Final zone is the void. Maybe, possibly. Uh, that would be very hype if we got to go to the thirteenth to the void. We, mm-hmm. we keep talking about the void. Bazja just talked about the uh, Diablos. Yeah, the Diablos ultimate thing. Yeah. So they, they want you to at least keep remembering it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Uh, I don't know if we concluded anything here, but that was a <laughs> that was a bit all over the place. I got to talk about the moon uh, for a little bit. I don't know if we have enough time to conclude anything. I think have. this is a very like very I, like, broad topic. Like I said, this is actually a much bigger discussion that we can't have mm. right now. Um. Mm. Right. Uh. That's it. Uh, thank you, Azorakari. Um. I can guarantee you that we will have a bigger discussion about this down the down the road. So, um. Don't worry. All right. That's it for the main show. Thank you guys for watching. We'll go into post show after this. So make sure you catch that as well. Remember to follow on Twitter at speakersxv exclamation twitch.tv slash speakers of Heidelin, uh, youtube.com slash speakers xiv exclamation discord in chat if you want to join our discord server if you're watching on demand links in the, descri- in the description uh, remember to send us mogmail speakers xiv.com slash mogmail um, and that's it remember if you're watching live we're about to go into the post show see you there goodbye everyone goodbye
You've just listened to an episode of Speakers of Eidolon, produced by Speakers Network. Producer for this episode was Lukeel Bravestone. Final Fantasy and Final Fantasy XIV is a registered trademark of Square Enix Holding Company Limited. If you would like to support the show, consider pledging to our Patreon campaign at patreon.com speakersxiv or buy some merch at teespring.com stores speakersxiv. Link to both of these sites, as well as our Discord server, is provided in the episode description. Thank you for listening to this Speakers Network production.